Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and today I'm sharing a bonus Q&A session with Nick Shackleton-Jones. He was, of course, our last guest talking about learning-centered design, and today I'm asking him a few more questions about his career, his proudest moment, his biggest mistake, why he's choosing now to leave Deloitte and go out on his own to become an independent consultant, the challenges he sees in talent development, the trends he's following. I ask him for a book recommendation and his advice for those of us looking to accelerate our careers in talent development. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it. All right, I'm back with Nick Shackleton-Jones, who is the HR Director in Charge of Learning at Deloitte in the UK. And this is our bonus Q&A round. Nick, you've had a great career doing a lot of different things, working with different companies, different firms. What's been your proudest moment or biggest accomplishment in your career so far? Oh, easy. Uh, The discovery of learning and cognition. Um, you know, so that's kind of a bold thing to say. I think it probably it's kind of up there with kind of gravity and evolution. Um, I'm sure nobody believes me, including you, um, and I'm sure I'll be dead before anybody does. But, you know, the, the, the heart of my work has been a completely new way of thinking about learning and cognition called the effective context model. Um, and yeah, I'm very, very proud of it. That's awesome. Can you just uh, give me a little bit more information on you know, what does that entail, the learning and cognition model, and, and how is that going to change? Yeah, it? sure. Um, the essence of it is uh, thinking is feeling. You know, it really mm-hmm. is as simple as that. So if you look at the work of people like Kahneman and Haidt, they have all made the same fundamental area. Um, uh, Kahneman talks about system one, system two. Haidt talks about something similar. They, they developed a model in which there's kind of an opposition between the kind of emotional part of the brain and the rational part of the brain, um, uh, system one, system two, and Kahneman's model. That opposition doesn't exist. It never did. It's, it's pure fabrication. It's kind of, you know, I guess, uh, religious thinking. There is only an emotional system. Humans, like every other creature, um, are, are emotional through and through. What we call thoughts are just subtle feelings. 
Uh, and if you if you actually want to put this into practice, think about system one, system two. It, it's actually not a rational system which keeps an emotional system in check. It's a system which imagines hypothetical feelings or future feelings and actually you know, causes current feelings to be kept in check. So for example, if you see a donut, you know, sitting on, on, on a plate, you know, you have an instinctive reaction is I want to eat the donut, but you also have um, the ability and many other creatures do as well to project how you will feel in future and say, well, I'm going to feel guilty or, you know, it's somebody else's donut and they'll be angry at me. But actually you're just the interplay of two emotional systems, not an emotional or rational system. So the essence of the effective context model is that human beings and all organic cognition is entirely effective in nature. Um, and we, we only ever, you know, encode our reactions to the world around us. Uh, and that's why memory is always confabulation. We go through the world having reactions to what we experience. We store those reactions, emotional reactions, and we use those to reconstruct events. So it's a radical rethinking of cognition, as I say, and, and learning. Fascinating. So many interesting things there to dive into maybe on a future episode. So that's something to be really proud of. On the flip side, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes in your career? What did you learn from it? Oh God, so many. Um, I think well, in the last 10 minutes, I think one of the, the big sort of weirdness of things is everybody's strength becomes their weakness mm -hmm. and so for example for me the most important thing in life was to understand things I did philosophy and psychology right so I doggedly pursued an understanding of certain things learning and cognition as an example and what you eventually realize is that um, that makes you virtually incomprehensible because in the same way that you know if, if you just you know spent every day kind of swimming you know you'd eventually find yourself kind of you know, out on your own every time you went swimming. I think that what I've sort of misunderstood is that my understanding doesn't have to come along with sort of other people's understanding. So I don't constantly have to be fretting around whether or not other people understand what I'm saying in order to develop my understanding. And, and eventually that was quite liberating is realizing just you just got to press on. It's not your job to market your ideas and get everybody, you know, to understand them. You know, it's it's your job to just progress your understanding. So, you know, I don't know if anyone understands that as a problem. Uh, but yeah, how was know, that, I, I want to like dig mistake. into that? What was like? <laughs> how, how did that cause a problem for you? What was the mistake that you made, like specifically? I that was. Think it, it, anybody who is desperate to understand themselves will reach a pivotal point in their career where they are battling what seems to be like an ever-increasing number of people who misinterpret or don't understand you know what what they're saying and and then you realize that you can very easily fall into the trap of you know not being able to escape the gravity of popular opinion because if all you're ever doing is is going on twitter and arguing with people who don't understand what you're saying and, and you've seen it right and i've yeah. seen it then oh, yeah. then that that becomes all you'll ever accomplish you'll be held you know within yeah. that kind of orbit and so there comes a point where you just if, if people don't understand there's, there's sometimes there's just nothing you can do about that you just have to kind of point your your ship in the direction of a better understanding and to con continue to press on and, yeah you know, essentially and, and if people get it they do essentially tying your success or happiness fulfillment to other people's approval of what you're doing, which is all ego, right? And versus yeah. moving on and saying, I'm going to do the right thing for me. I understand this. I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to worry too much about whether people approve it or Yeah, other. you summarized it really well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick, you recently announced on LinkedIn and possibly other social platforms that you've decided to strike out on your own. You're leaving Deloitte to open your own consulting practice. I wonder if you could tell me more about your reasoning behind that. Why, why did you decide to go out on your own and why now? Sure. 
I guess the truth is we quite often post-rationalize our decisions and sometimes our decisions just kind of bubble up from underneath. I think I still work for Deloitte right now. Um, in future, I'm gonna be running Shackleton Consulting. People have often encouraged me to do that. I've been somewhat reluctant to do it. Um, and I've really enjoyed working with colleagues here. It's been a fantastic organization and it, actually it's the colleagues that have kept me going. I guess that I've come to the point in my career where I've worked for so many, as you said in the intro, so many interesting organizations, the BBC, BP, Siemens, and so on. I've, I've done a stint in client-facing work and had the chance to work with you know, loads of household brands. And I guess that I love the variety. I just love working with different organizations on different kinds of problems. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I, I crave that. Um, and, and something that you said at the beginning kind of resonated with me, you know, I, uh, you, you get more experienced. You, you find it harder, I guess, to have a boss, you know, maybe that's just ego. Maybe it is, maybe that, but, you know, it is harder, you know, to, to have a boss, the more experienced you get. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'll see how I get on. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that varies for different people and what you're referring to, you and I were chatting before we started recording and I said, I've been running my own business for a couple of years and I've just yeah. I've done my own self-reflection discovery to, to realize yeah. that I don't really like having a boss. I like doing my own thing, <laughs> yeah. but that requires a lot of personal accountability, right? And a lot of responsibility to stay on task and keep moving towards certain goals. They're going to help put food on the table. And it's not for everybody. A lot of people like having the team around them and the manager and the leader and, and whatever it may be. But I do think it's great to you know, reflect on that and kind of figure out, okay, what path am I on? And is this the right path for me? And do I want to explore the idea of running my own consulting business or? Yeah, but you know, that's really interesting what you say. You know, you yeah. talk about the team around you. My experience yeah. is it's sandcastles. The best analogy for what we do, what I do in my job is it's sandcastles. Yeah. We do these amazing projects. We build these amazing things. Yeah. But especially if you work in digital stuff, you realize that they're kind of washed away on the next tide. And there's nothing more idiotic than the guy who ruins everybody's day out by jumping up and down and screaming about how there aren't enough shells on the sandcastle, how isn't tall enough. You know, yeah. the legacy of what we do yeah. are those, those days on the beach and the memories that we build with people. Mm. And actually, when I look back on my career, I remember the amazing projects and the things that we've done. But, you know, they, there's always another day at the beach, you know, there's yeah. always another sandcastle to build. It's not about is it bigger and is it better? It's about the experience we have together, you know, uh, and some days it's raining and some days it's not, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad experience. So yeah. there's my kind of homely, homely. Analogy well, this is why it's... this is why focusing on the journey is so important, yeah. because it's the yeah. journey that's rewarding the work that we're yeah. doing. That's you right. can't tie all your happiness to achieving that goal because somebody might wash that yeah. sandcastle away as soon as you build it. Right. Yeah. The nature of impermanence. Nick, yeah. what is something in talent development that you find is, is really a big challenge right now for the L&D world? Oh, I think convention, without a doubt. You know, I, I think it, it, it it's the, the big challenge in, in lots of spaces, but it, it, it affects talent um, and learning particularly because we, we have little more than conventions. You know, in, in other words, a lot of what we do is kind of bureaucratized. And actually, as we're thinking about doing things differently, we have to kind of radically rethink, you know, talent and learning. You know, are, are we happy with the educational convention? What does talent really mean? Um, and I guess that's a really big challenge for organizations. Just take a simple um, example, you know, with talent, it's not going to be sufficient in future just for a bunch of senior people to kind of sit together in a room and just make yeah. a decision based on anecdotal information about people's performance and then award them something on an annual basis. It's just completely anachronistic, you know, in, in so many ways. It's just like, well, we have to, we can't just we can't just take bad old thinking and, and digitize it yeah. and, and call that progress. You know, we've got to have 
new thinking you know so actually technology is not going to save us we, we need to rethink fundamentally what we're doing in, in talent and learning yeah, it's just another tool that we can use. Yeah. We are still people. Yeah. We still need to make progress. And, and yeah, see, it's like, another thing micro-learning. I hate that. You know, so it's like kind of, oh, well, it didn't work when we did it in a, in a lecture. And, and then we put it in an e-learning module and, and people hated that. So now we're going to chop it up into like five-minute chunks and the right. expectation that they'll love it. No, I mean, that, that doesn't help. We have to rethink what we're doing and how we do it. Mm, interesting. Is there a trend that you're excited about or you're following in talent development right now? Ooh, I mean, I'm super excited about experience design. Uh, I love kind of performance consulting work. I mean, people probably are just beginning to see elements of kind of the, the former, the latter they're more, probably more familiar with. You know, VR as a technology has kind of huge potential. That's quite exciting, yeah. I think. And I think that disruption of the, of, of the education system more generally, because, you know, LinkedIn learning potentially could do something very interesting, you know, because at the moment, the whole education system seems like a house of cards, which is sort of resting somewhat precariously on the, the premise that employers will use, you know, a degree certificate to hire people and frankly employers are only doing that because they don't have another choice but the stars are now aligning It'd be very easy to actually have an algorithm which is a better predictor you know of somebody's performance on a job than a degree certificate and then everything falls apart so that i think is quite an exciting one to watch agree and the whole thing is is ripe for disruption uh, as you talked about you, you mentioned one book already in our main interview the checklist manifesto is another is there another book that you often recommend or has made a big impact for you <laughs> not books that people want to hear me talk about i mean i, I i'm a philosopher so i don't think you, you learn very much about learning by reading about learning because it actually it turns out to be reading about education so uh, actually I often go back to kind of Nietzsche and, and Heidegger, um, you know, as, as kind of source material for my thinking. Um, I like to look uh, sideways at anthropologists, people like um, Jared Diamond, you know, uh, who, who writes about learning as it occurs naturally. And I think it's a really interesting lens because, you know, when, when you understand how learning occurs in the absence of education, you can begin to see how just weird education is. So, yeah, I mean, um, th those, I'm not sure it's recommendations, but those are some of the books that I, I would read. Hey, um, I, I like it. Last question for you, Nick, for others out there who work in talent development, who are looking for ways to accelerate their career success, what's one more piece of advice you would give? Interesting. I guess challenge, you know, challenge conventions to my kind of previous point, you know, for somebody coming into talent and learning with fresh eyes, some of the things that happen will seem bizarre and, and kind of ridiculous. And, and sometimes you're right, and they are, and they need challenging. But if you just kind of go along with them for too long, you'll internalize them, and then you'll find it difficult to do anything except kind of education. So I think challenging is really good. And I think actually learning from other disciplines is another bit of advice. Look at, say, what marketing do. They do some really interesting things around kind of changing people's behavior and, and actually measuring the impact they have on buying decisions using things like customer journey, you know, mm. mapping and, and techniques which we can use to have some kind of similar impact so yeah challenge and 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 look look you know further broaden your your vision i guess i like it challenge convention and uh, it's a great way to, to make progress discover new things innovate 
and challenge the status quo. Well, Nick, this has been fantastic. We covered a lot of ground in this interview, talking about all kinds of different stuff Well, in our main interview. And then of course, your, your proudest moment, your mistake, you know, the things that you've been learning along the way while you're going out on your own. I appreciate you coming in and sharing with us today as usual and uh, look forward to keeping in touch. It was great to talk to you, Andy. Thanks. All right, take care. All right, that will do it for my bonus Q&A round with Nick Shackleton-Jones. I hope you got some great value from that. You can reach out to Nick on LinkedIn if you want to connect with him. Make sure you're connected and following me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Let me know if you have any feedback or ideas or thoughts. I appreciate you tuning in. And of course, remind you that this podcast is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank community, where we have live calls every Wednesday. I think we'll be bringing Nick on soon to talk with us about learning center design. So reach out or go to our website, tdtt.us. If you want to find out more information and sign up, you can use code HOTSEAT, H-O-T-S-E-A-T, to get 10% off your membership. And you'll lock in today's rates for the lifetime of your membership. Our rates do go up from time to time. But wherever you join, that's where you're locked in. Even if you get that discount, you're locked in with that as well. Uh, So timing is always good. So when you're ready, come find us, tdtt.us. Reach out to me if you have any questions. And I just want to thank you again for listening to this podcast. And I will talk to you again next week. Our next episode, I'm speaking with one of our members in the Talent Development Think Tank, another member, Leela Bullingtown, all about creating awesome leaders in the corporate space. So this is another good one you don't want to miss. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.